Okay, now it seems that the South African mohair industry, which effectively supplies more than 50% of the world's mohair, might be in serious trouble. An undercover video filmed by People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals at local Angora goat farms has shocked both retailers and consumers. Consequently, international retailers Marks & Spencer, H&M, Zara, Gap and Topshop have uh, vowed to ban mohair products from their ranges as fast as possible. Joining me on the line now is Western Cape uh, Agriculture MEC Alan Windy. And I want to talk about the impact that this is likely to have uh, on the industry. But before that, uh, let's welcome Alan to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. It's really a pleasure. Good to be with you. I have no idea what your brain teaser answer is, but I left home at 17 <laughs> to join the Navy. <laughs> That's good to know. 17 to join the, the, the... You're going to have to listen. If I gave you the clue uh, JL, would that help you at all? Uh, probably not. No, uh, no. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is something, I think, for the younger, much younger generation than, than me or perhaps yeah. you, if I may be so bold. Uh, so let's talk about uh, this, uh, this situation uh, within the South African mohair industry. First of all, have you seen the video that's, uh, that, that Peter have taken? No, I haven't seen the video, um, but I have uh, seen much of the social media uh, over the weekend, and I also have uh, seen some of the press releases, both uh, um, you know by the international market as well as uh, by the uh, South African Mohair Association. Um, and I've asked my department at Elfenberg to uh, have a look at you know whether we should be involved or not. Um, you know, I have been thinking about it over the last few days, um, and I see that they, the Mohair Association themselves, have said they've suspended uh, members that are that have been sort of involved in these videos. But I think they're going to have to, if they want to get back some of this market share, they're going to have to uh, embark on probably a campaign like the wine industry does around uh, responsible trading, etc. They're going to have to set some some global best practice standards, uh, I would imagine, because uh, you can see the, and as you said in the introduction, it's, uh, you know, it's worth 1.5 billion rand, uh, primarily to the Eastern Cape and the Western Cape. These are the two provinces involved. Um, you know, and 1.5 billion rand is 1.5 billion rand, um, probably somewhere between 15 and 30,000 direct and indirect jobs. So, uh, you know, obviously these are jobs we don't want to lose. Mm, absolutely. I have to say, now, my understanding is that this video was filmed uh, by the People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, or PETA, uh, at local Angora goat farms. Now, I've seen the video, or at least one of the uh-huh. videos in question, and I have to say, and I was talking to a colleague about this yesterday, as somebody who grew up on a farm and every year watched sheep being sheared uh, and all the rest of it, um, I didn't see anything out of practice uh, that was happening. And whether attitudes have changed uh, regarding the process of shearing since I was a small child, I'm not sure. Uh, but but much has been made of, of the uh, animals screaming and, or, or say, quote-unquote, screaming uh, and, and the rough nature with which uh, farmers and farmhands are uh, shearing these animals. I have to say, when I watched that video... It was just very, very reminiscent of what I used to see every year on the farm where I grew up, and nobody batted an eyelid. Yeah, I think, but I also I do believe that uh, sharing of sheep today is a little bit different to a few years ago. Um, I mean, I also remember you know being much younger and watching sheep being shared with those hand clippers, uh, not electric clippers, etc. And uh, yeah, you do. There were nicks, and uh, you did get a bit of blood every now and again. 
Um, and of course, the sheep had to be held between your legs. And so I, I personally haven't seen the video. Um, but, uh, yeah, obviously, whatever, you know, the, these these days, the you know, there are specific rules you need to put in place. Otherwise, you will, uh, the, these organizations will come down on you. I don't know how radical the organization themselves are. I mean, I, I saw in the press statement that they actually don't believe that uh, any animal um, fur or whatever should be on a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, animal fur, as in slaughtering an animal for its fur to be worn versus its the shearing sure. uh, of a sheep or, or is, is, are two different things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, of course, we'll have to have a look at it. And I think uh, that's why I said in the beginning, I think what's the, what is probably needed and something that the industry uh, would have to look at is how do they develop a, a responsible um, framework in which to operate that uh, could be in verified uh, and make sure that, that that sort of logo gets carried um, so that you can build trust. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's an interesting point because it seems to be that there is this suggestion now that the industry may just uh, sort of have to shut up shop. But again, on the on the Peter issue, and while I commend a great deal of the work that they do, they have um, in the past been known to be quite sensationalist. Again, as you say, they 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 don't believe that any product should be used from an animal. And I just wonder whether perhaps the response from the clothing industry has been disproportionate, um, particularly when you consider. Uh, the 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 impact that it will have on on the mohair industry here in South Africa. I mean, you know, 1.5 billion is 1.5 billion, and uh, and especially I think we take the the sort of rural areas of the Karoo going up into the Eastern Cape. These are areas that uh, we do economic activity, and agriculture plays a prominent role in those rural economies. Um, well, that's what I've asked my department to look at. We have Elsenberg has been involved, uh, you know, over time with this industry, um, you know, making sure that we can support small uh, farm businesses. And, uh, and at one stage in the Oatsrin area, it was seen as probably um, the next uh, industry to really start to rise up because the ostrich industry had been hit so severely due to uh, avian influenza. And so a lot of farmers in that region talking about uh, mohair being being an opportunity. So if that is so, then definitely the industry would have to really uh, work very hard because you've seen, and as you mentioned, I mean, some really major retail, global retailers, um, um, you know, I, I don't know, they'd have to investigate whether it is a knee-jerk reaction. Um, but also, I mean, I think Mohair South Africa is saying in their press statement that they have suspended uh, you know, so if you say the videos don't look too bad, but you know they themselves have suspended. Maybe you know sure. they they've got more information, and and they you know I think they're going to have to deal with this pretty pretty uh, um, robustly if uh, if they are to to keep the sustainability in the industry. Yeah, indeed. I just want to read uh, a statement that we've received from uh, Marks and Spence who say, animal welfare is the heart of our business uh, and are committed to the responsible sourcing of all animal-derived raw materials. As a condition of doing business with us, all our suppliers must adhere to our animal welfare policy as part of our Plan A 2025 commitments. We have a very small volume of mohair fibre in some of our products. However, we recognise that the traceability of the mohair fibre back 
back to farm is currently a challenge and we do not have the level of assurances that we would like to ensure the welfare of these animals is being upheld. Therefore, until we can trace the fibre back to farm source and verify the appropriate levels of animal welfare, we will eliminate, eliminate mohair containing products from all of our stores and website by March 2019. Yeah, well, I think that's absolutely the word is traceability. So that goes to that responsible trading and farming, um, building up that best practice. Uh, I'm not sure if those models exist, but I would imagine, um, you know, well, there must be certain because markets are demanding that traceability. Uh, We know that in the fruit industry and in the wine industry, um, it is critical to have the traceability. You must be able to go back to the farm and the block um, that that fruit actually came from Mm -hmm. or uh, you know where, which which vineyard did, did the grapes come from that produced that specific wine? And uh, I mean, it is we 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 have probably one of the best traceability systems uh, developed here around specifically our wine industry uh, and the fair trade uh, kind of work that has been done. So I'm pretty certain that uh, the mohair industry could utilise uh, many of those processes and standards, um, but obviously just align it to their to their industry. Sure. Western Cape MEC for Agriculture, Alan Windy, thanks so much for joining us. Only a pleasure.